Welcome back to Well That's Interesting, the Don't Go In There edition. Oh yeah, today my friends, in proper holiday spirit, (laughs) we'll be talking about the gift that keeps on giving. This is episode 117, Beautiful Places That Are Straight Up Deadly. That's right, we'll be unwrapping two places that entice people from all over the world with their beauty. But as the title suggests, there's a chance you might not make it back in the same form you went in, or you might not make it back at all. Despite the risks, people just can't not go and gawk and, of course, post to social media to get those sweet, sweet likes and 15 megabytes of fame. These places are just too tempting. And here's what I mean. What if I told you there was a place that looks as though it was built out of rainbows? No, it's not the gayest place on Earth, but it is one of the more treacherous. The colors are, of course, a trick of the light, and it tricks people, luring them inside. Then after the break, who can resist a crystal clear blue lake, right? I mean, turquoise waters are the definition of paradise, but the body of water we'll be talking about looks like the perfect swim, but thanks to its alkaline levels, you might as well take a plunge in some fucking bleach. (laughs) But that fact doesn't stop some people. Oh, by the way, if this is your first time listening, I'm Jill Chacha, and welcome to the flock, business goose. It's just you and me today, so buckle the fuck up. Shall we begin? All right, well, to do so, we need to head on over to an equally gorgeous place, Mount Rainier National Park, or as I like to call it, the Swiss Alps of the United States. Please, just take a look at this place. Stop whatever you're doing. Just stop and give it a Google. Now, if you're feeding a child or operating heavy machinery, just just walk away, let it go, keep it rolling, and search Mount Rainier National Park. I'll have some photos on our social media stuffs to drool over, but please take a moment, image search. Ooh, that's hard to say. Image search. (laughs) Mount Rainier National Park. I'll give you a sec. Yeah, the hills are certainly alive with the sound of fucking music and maybe a little screaming. We'll get into it. But my God, absolutely stunning. Now, for my fellow geographically challenged Americans, if you're not sure where the park is located, don't worry. I've got you. Please, everyone, imagine Washington State. And for our international flock, that's the very northwest corner of the country. And in the northwest corner of the state, you'll find Seattle. All right, everyone, please point to it. Awesome. Now move your finger down a smidge south. Okay, now a little east. Hey, and voila, we are in Mount Rainier National Park. This is a 369-square-mile reserve. Of course, One of the many dangers of this place is the active volcano the park is named after, Mount Rainier, a wee 14,412 feet tall. Oh, but don't worry, don't worry. There are other active volcanoes here too, including Mount Adams. And because this is America, you don't even have to get out of your car to enjoy them. According to our demigod Google, at 6,400 feet, Sunrise Road is the highest point in the park reachable by car. Here, visitors can admire Rainier and other nearby volcanoes." End quote. Lovely, delightful, wonderful. Now, for those who crave adventure by foot, don't you worry, I got you here. Circling Mount Rainier are countless paths, and the farther north you go, the more glaciers you'll behold. The higher you climb, the temperatures drop, and this volcano is smeared with thick layers of snow and ice. And as you can see from all those pictures, it's dramatic as fuck. And it's those deep patches of snow are why we're here today. 
Now, this being no mountain, but a volcano, and an active one at that, the snow here uh, melts a little differently. And something called ice caves form. Now, I have a photo of one such ice cave on our Instagram and Twitter, and it's an extreme example. Please come on by and take a look. Uh, this one is extreme because it's located at the summit or the very top of Mount Rainier. And please take a, take a moment, uh, just be inhaled by this tunnel. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. It's truly massive and intimidating, but oddly enticing. Like you wanna go in, but you know you really shouldn't. Uh, if you've ever driven through a tunnel, dig through a, dug through a mountain, for example, or driven through any tunnel, you get an idea of what ice caves look like. Uh, in this particular photo, the arch of the tunnel isn't concrete or rock, it's purely made of ice. And there's one small human in the photo who's dwarfed by the size of what's above them. And they happen to be standing in water. The ground looks like a little river. And you know, it's a little fucking scary. I mean, they're surrounded by ice, you're standing in water, and this photo was taken at night. So the combo, it's, it's, it's not a good one. <laughs> That's, that's what I think anyway. Now, we know these caves now exist, but how the fuck do they form? That's a good question. From mountainguides.com, quote, heat from deep within the mountain travels up through fractures in the volcanic rock and melts the base of the ice, forming tunnels and caves, end quote. So that's right. Heat travels through all the cracks in Mount Rainier, melting the snow and such from the bottom up. So there's potentially hundreds of ice caves all along Rainier at any given time. And hikers stumble upon them. Hikers and photographers like Matthew Nichols, who back in mid-August captured this truly amazing sight and shared it on Instagram. Y'all, let me tell you, <laughs> when I say stop whatever it is you're fucking doing, I am serious. I want you to take your hands off the wheel Leave your stove top on and walk away from it. Whatever you're cooking, just leave the gas burning. It's fine. It'll be okay. Just get your phone and check out this photo on our Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> just take a look at it. Just take a look at what he saw. As you can see, the ice in this particular ice cave looks as though it was painted with every color. I mean, it makes the Sistine Chapel look like a giant dump. I mean, <laughs> that's, it's one gigantic rainbow. Now, needless to say, for a nature photographer like Matthew, this was a religious experience. And he did his best to convey his feelings on a little Instagram post, which I'll be reading right now, including all of the emojis and the number of exclamation points, because I think it's worth, you know, noting. <laughs> all right, here we go. <clears throat> Quote, rainbow ice caves at Mount Rainier, three exclamation points. I could not believe my eyes, mind blown emoji. I went up to Mount Rainier specifically to explore the ice caves and never imagined they would be, all caps, so colorful rainbow emoji. I did not enhance the colors at all in these images. I will share with you all. Two exclamation points. It was really, all caps, that colorful. Two exclamation points. I will post a video I took of the moment in the comments. Very excited, happy face emoji. I never would have guessed that this existed in America. <laughs> much less so close to home. Three exclamation points, end quote. So once word got out that Mount Rainier was covered in rainbows, these ice caves became a selfie mecca 
And this became a problem. For you see, my friends, the more colorful the cave, the more unstable the cave. And here's a clue as to why. The technical term for these ice cave formations is meltwater channel. And the National Park Service had to respond to the influx of dumb fucks. Quote, this advisory is in response to recent posts created and shared through social and other media of the inside of an ice cave taken at Mount Rainier National Park. This information has been aired on a few networks along with a video by the photographer sharing information that now is a good time to check out Mount Rainier's ice caves. To clarify, the photo is of a meltwater channel running underneath a perennial snowfield, or snow that persists through the summer. Officials strongly discourage visitors from approaching or entering the caves, aka meltwater channels, as they are prone to spontaneous collapse due to melting, which is accelerated this time of year. Collapse or ice and rockfall could be fatal or cause serious injuries to those who venture inside or near the entrance. End quote. From NPS on September 2nd. So, I bet you're wondering how the colorful magic happens and has anyone been injured before? Because it kind of sounds like it. Well, y'all, it's fucking rough. So, we're going to start with the nice part first. As described by Tom Hale of IFL Science, here's what's going on. Quote, when the sun hits the roof of these ice caves from outside, the light is retracted into the ice cave ceiling, creating a vibrantly colored scene. End quote. There you have it. It's as simple as that. As light enters the many, many cracks, it bends. Now, this sounds fun, but there are consequences that also make the news. Back in August of 2010, an 11-year-old girl was killed and her mother was injured when a chunk of ice struck them as they were just standing near a cave. The girl was struck on the head and her mother suffered a leg injury. In July of 2015, as reported by John Newsom of CNN, quote, one person was killed and five others injured when an ice cave collapsed Monday in a national forest in northwest Washington state. The collapse took place at the Big Four Ice Caves in the Mount Baker Snoqualmie National Forest, a popular spot, bleh, a popular spot <laughs> for those wanting to get away from the heat. It's not illegal to go into the caves. However, we've been saying since mid-May, it is extremely dangerous with all this hot weather, said Sherry Eerton of the Snohomish County Sheriff's Office. Uh, she said heat weakens the caves and makes the ice more prone to melting. Continuing her quote, there was a large pile of ice and rock that came down. So it wasn't just one big slab, it wasn't just a piece of shelf coming off, end quote. The Snohomish County Sheriff's Office identified the person who, who died as a 35, 34, I got this y'all, I can do this, <laughs> as a 34-year-old woman. Her body's at the back of the cave and authorities are, well, let's just say they're hesitant because recovery will be difficult given the dangerous circumstances, end quote. So my friends, yeah, it blows. It really, really blows. But thankfully, I haven't heard of any fatal injuries, I mean, lately. And please, dear influencers, let's just keep it that way. Avoid these meltwater channels. I know they're gorgeous, but holy shit. <laughs> dear God. After the break, we're crossing the pond and heading to a lake. A lake full of history, cars, and carcasses. Ugh, just like I like it. Stay tuned. 
with Wired Science, you can geek out all you want. It's a podcast for anyone obsessed with math, science, space, biology, or technology. And it provides in-depth coverage on current news and discoveries. From strange diseases that turn your tongue fuzzy to tech that'll help crops grow from space. New episodes are released nearly every day, and they're typically under 10 minutes, so you can easily make them a part of your daily routine. Listen in the morning while you're getting ready or during lunch while you check NASA's astronomy picture of the day. Check out Wired Science now wherever you get your podcasts. That's Wired Science wherever you get your podcasts. A lot happens every day. Cut through some of the noise by listening to What's New with Wired, a podcast that provides in-depth coverage on technology and culture. With new episodes released every weekday, you can catch up on all the major events you missed. From AI developments to business updates to new scientific theories, it helps you make sense of what's happening in the world. Plus, each episode is usually pretty short. You can easily squeeze it in on your way to work or during a lunch break. So stay updated with the award-winning journalism from Wired. Listen to What's New with Wired wherever you get your podcasts. That's What's New with Wired wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, Jill Chacha here from Well That's Interesting, and I am absolutely thrilled to tell you about Spotify for Podcasters. I use it, I love it, and it all started by downloading the free Spotify for Podcasters app, which has all the tools you need in one place to record and edit your masterpiece of a podcast. Spotify for Podcasters also distributes your show to all major platforms. So when you hit publish, your episodes will stream not only on Spotify, but I'm talking about the Apples, the Googles, Stitcher, Good Pods, the other ones. <laughs> you get the idea. And you can monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership required. You could also set up monthly subscriptions and record ads just like this one. So what are you waiting for? Download Spotify for Podcasters today and start changing the world. Oh, and please, stay interesting. 20th Century Studios presents Vacation Friends 2, now streaming only on Hulu. Look at us all together again. We just wanted to give you guys a real honeymoon. Shots, shots, shots! Now streaming. He was just released from jail. Where can I get a drink around here? Back on vacation. This place is nice. It's drug lord nice. I'm sorry, drug lord nice? With more baggage. Ever since he showed up, he turned this relaxing vacation into total chaos. Who does that? Vacation Friends 2, rated R, now streaming only on Hulu. And we're back. We are so back. And my friends, if you're a longtime listener and devoted member of the flock, you know we love a good hole around here. <laughs> and it's even better if that hole is filled with surprises. For example, we've spoken about sinkholes with entire forests inside them, a mysterious unmarked grave out in Egypt's desert which contained a massive black metal box and horrific goo. That was a good time. We also featured Lake Natron, a blood-red formation in Tanzania that's so highly alkaline that creatures who fall in become mummified. That was a good day, too. Now, today, I'm extremely proud to announce we can add another disturbing location to the list. And, and this one gets extra points because its existence is due to humans just fucking around. Think Lake Natron meets whoopsie-daisy. Yeah. So where is it and what the hell am I talking about? It's imagination time. Please, everyone, picture England. 
all right? Point to just north of center, and voila, here is the county of Derbyshire. In Derbyshire, you'll find a small village called Harper Hill, which happens to have a big tourist attraction it never wanted. Dear flock, I'd like to show you a large pool of water that goes by many a name, uh, such as the Harper Hill Quarry, the Hoffman Quarry, but more often it's just called the Blue Lagoon. So what do you say? Is that name fitting? Come on by and take a look. Yeah, I'd say it's really inviting. I, you would never think that this was the center of England. It's just a, just a blue lake surrounded by these rolling green hills. It's delightful as fuck. But my friends, if something is featured on this show, you know there's a whole lot more to it than a pretty picture. So join me. Will you, in 1835, that's right, <laughs> when it was discovered, those green hills were filled with limestone, and as such, the Harper Hill Quarry was born. For the next 117 years, until 1952, that limestone was extracted and processed to create quicklime, a chemical compound used in steelmaking. So please put a pin in that. I'm also happy to share along the way, during that time frame, it also doubled as a few more things. From atlasobscura.com, quote, In 1938, the quarry, the quarry was taken over by the Royal Air Force and used as a depot for storing chemical weapons. Mm -hmm. The depot operated through both world wars and eventually shut down in 1960. End quote. So... What happens when you add limestone and quicklime deposits with maybe a few chemical leaks? All right, drum roll, please. This lake has an alkaline pH of 11.3. Now for context, ammonia has a pH of 11.5. <laughs> and bleach has a pH of 12.6. So just a smidge more, but not that much. And the sprinkles on this poison shit cake are a real chef's kiss. One High Peak Borough Council spokeswoman told CNN, the pool also contains vehicle parts and, quote, all sorts of rubbish, including dead animals, and warned that the water temperatures are extremely cold, end quote. So, <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Are there signs posted? Do people know? And how the fuck is it blue with all this shit in it? Well, great questions. Let's start with that coloring. Quote, finely dispersed particles of calcium oxide, or quicklime, a remnant from the quarrying process, left the water with a hue that looks like it came from the Caribbean beach. Exposed limestone rocks also deposit calcite crystals into the water. End quote. From Atlas Obscura. So there you have it. Leftover quicklime and an endless supply of calcite crystals make it owie and real purdy. Atlas Obscura also reports children regularly swim in it with the simple warning from parents not to dunk their heads or swallow any water, end quote. Which is exactly the advice my mom gave to me as a child swimming in the oceans off New York City. But anyway, <laughs> it's the same advice. <laughs> so that gets us to the question, what are authorities doing to prevent folks from diving in? Well, the first thing locals did was put up signs. And, you know, they were informative. I'll give them that. Uh, I have a photo of one such sign on our socials, but I thought I'd just read off a few lines just to give you an idea. Okay. 
Warning! Exclamation point. Do not enter water due to high pH levels. This can cause, colon, skin and eye irritations, stomach problems, fungal infections such as thrush, other infections such as rashes. Think! Exclamation point. Would you swim in ammonia? pH 11.5. Or bleach? pH 12.6? Question mark. Well, these are similar to the Blue Lagoon. pH 11.3. Exclamation point. So, if there was a word there that caught your attention, I bet it was thrush, and yes, I gave it a Google, and boy, howdy, am I glad I did. <laughs> thrush is a fungal or yeast infection that can grow in your mouth, throat, or other parts of your body. Okay, I'm just going to say that one more time, a yeast infection in your mouth. Amazing. So, like I mentioned, this is a very informative sign, but you guessed it, it didn't help much. But their hearts were in the right place. So authorities also discussed draining the lake, but that was quickly dismissed as it's too toxic, and where are you going to relocate all the water? You're just going to have the same fucking problem. So somebody on some council on some day had their eureka moment because they realized what was drawing the tourists and all the social media buffs was the color of the water. So why not change it? My friends, I, I just want to show you the final photo of the day. Please come on by, take a look, and just tell me, what color is the lake now? There you go. Did you take a look? It's pitch black. Yes, that's right. My friends, since 2013, local authorities have been dyeing the water black. And wouldn't you know it, it kind of worked. Local business owner Rachel Thomas told CNN, quote, it's not pretty anymore. <laughs> Visitors don't think they're on holiday in the Bahamas. They know they're in Harper Hill. End quote. She just, she took a giant shit on her hometown, and I love it. <laughs> Great job, Rachel. Now, this dying was a smart fucking idea, but because water evaporates and is replenished by rainfall, the lake does turn back to blue on occasion. So, just how diligent are the locals, and what bitey advice does Atlas Obscura give us if we want to trespass? We'll have a listen. Quote, the council are dying at black every eight weeks to deter swimming by idiots. <laughs> Go in January to March for photos after the dye has leached out, unless you want to walk up a steep hill to be disappointed. Also, the quarry does not have any public footpaths leading to or near the lagoon, so if you visit and trespass off route to see the lagoon, you may be asked to leave by security, end quote. So it sounds like a lot of work and trouble for a photo. So folks, please just don't go. It's okay, just book yourself a flight to some tropical place this holiday season. And please avoid the thrush, avoid thrush. That's right. You'll never forget what thrush is. What is it? I'm, I have my hand to my ear. That's right, it's a yeast infection in your mouth. Don't, you don't want that. <laughs> Thank you for listening, rating, subscribing, telling your friends what thrush is, because I know that'll be the only thing you remember <laughs> for, for a damn long time. And please, stay interesting. <laughs>